Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey all, welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. I am your host, Eric Christensen, and I thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the uh, episode today, but uh, first want to remind you, at reallifepharmacology.com, we've got a 31-page PDF of the top 200 drugs. Definitely go uh, check that out. All you need to provide is an email. We'll send it to you. Uh, also get you updates when we've got uh, new episodes and new content available as well. So again, reallifepharmacology.com. If you want to track me down, comments, questions, uh, send uh, a message to me at mededucation101 at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can connect with me on LinkedIn as well. Eric Christensen, uh, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. All right, so let's get into the medication of the day today, and that is fluconazole. Brand name of this medication is Diflucan, and this is well known to be a, an antifungal uh, medication. Also, sometimes you'll hear it called an azole antifungal agent. And this medication inhibits the action of lanosterol-14-alpha-demethylase. And basically what that does is it helps produce ergosterol. Now, ergosterol is necessary for fungal cell membrane formation. So basically, by using fluconazole, we're blocking the production of necessary components uh, to basically build the cell's cell membrane. Now, what uh, type of infections can fluconazole be used for? Uh, candidiasis, so that's you know things like thrush as well as uh, vaginal candidiasis, uh, cryptococcus, uh, off-label uses, you might see blastomycosis, tinea infections. So basically, there's a lot of different fungal fungal infections that fluconazole uh, can be used for. Adverse effect profile. I would say in my experience, I've seen uh, the medication in general be pretty well tolerated uh, as far as kind of mild to moderate um, dose-limiting adverse effects, uh, GI upset, maybe some dizziness, maybe a little bit of a headache uh, has been reported in the literature. But again, not incredibly um, common adverse effects there that patients are, are going to encounter. Uh, other uh, potential more serious, but obviously less common or rare adverse effects, uh, you will definitely hear of hepatic injury or liver injury reported in the literature. Uh, again, probably not very common in patients with uh, you know, candidiasis, and maybe they're getting a, a one-time dose, for example. But as a patient is maybe on this medication longer, uh, taking it more often, higher doses, 
then we, we might uh, be a little bit higher risk for liver injury there. In addition, think about other medications the patient may be on or other uh, comorbidities that may put them at uh, greater risk for liver injury. Uh, that might be a situation where we're a little bit more cautious or maybe watching it a little bit more closely. Another thing uh, to think about, diflucan or fluconazole has been associated with QTC prolongation. So in patients that are, again, are on uh, higher doses, maybe longer periods of time, uh, we've got other risk factors such as electrolyte abnormalities or other medications uh, which I'll talk a little bit about in the, the drug interaction section. Those are patients that might be at a little bit higher risk for QTC prolongation. Monitoring parameters, uh, LFTs are, are probably the most common monitoring parameter you'll want to track, particularly if patients are on this medication uh, for a significant period of time or they may be at risk for uh, hepatic injury. Those are two situations where we'll probably be a little bit closer, a little bit uh, more closely monitoring uh, LFTs there. And then, of course, you know, if you do have concerns with uh, QTC prolongation or something like that, uh, you might want to check uh, electrolytes and, you know, potentially an EKG as well. Uh, kinetic things uh, that are important um, I think from a kinetics standpoint, absorption of the drug uh, is important because you'll often see uh, patients potentially with more moderate to severe infections if they're hospitalized. You'll see IV fluconazole used. And it's important to note that the bioavailability of oral fluconazole is very good. So typically we can just do a one-to-one -one conversion there. So if they were taking... 200 milligrams a day of IV fluconazole, we can usually transition them to 200 milligrams per day uh, by oral agent if we're able to uh, convert them and maybe they're heading home or being discharged, but we still want to continue giving them the antifungal uh, medication for a period of time still. It is primarily excreted in the urine as unchanged drug. I think it's approximately 80%. Um, so I think that's important to note. Um, but notoriously, fluconazole is associated with the SIP enzyme system. And it's not because the drug is broken down by the SIP enzyme system. It's because it causes tons of drug interactions and alters the function of the SIP enzyme system. So I'm going to spend a, a good chunk of time here after the break talking about drug interactions. If you're in the market for pharmacist board certification study material, such as NAPLEX, BCPS, ambulatory care, medication therapy management, or geriatrics, definitely go check out meded101.com store. We've got a growing list of resources. Uh, we've uh, produced uh, test prep content for several years now, and I think we do a good job of preparing candidates uh, for answering questions and trying to pass their board exam. In addition, if you're a nurse, physician, nurse practitioner, med student, definitely go check out meded101.com store. We've got a growing list of books and resources uh, that can really help you 
understand medication management and really give you a sense of some real-world situations and scenarios that you're going to have to deal with or you do deal with uh, on a regular basis. So again, all those resources, uh, including an opportunity at a free Audible book if you've never had one before, uh, you can find at meded101.com slash store. All right, so let's spend some time on drug interactions. Uh, first, if you have a medication, uh, uh, excuse me, if you have a patient that you're going to start on fluconazole, I would strongly encourage you to look up the potential for drug interactions. There are a ton of different effects. So first off, CYP2C19. So fluconazole strongly inhibits the action of CYP2C19. Probably the most notorious drug interaction with CYP2C19 is clopidogrel. Clopidogrel is a prodrug that's activated by CYP2C19. So with fluconazole's action, we could potentially reduce the effectiveness of clopidogrel. Definitely an, uh, an important interaction to think about. Um, other uh, potential impacts through CYP2C19, psilostazole, uh, uh, not used terribly often, but concentrations could rise. Phenytoin is another example, and I've actually uh, laid out a case study in one of my books. Uh, honestly, I can't recall if it was the thrill of the case or pharmacotherapy, um, but phenytoin concentrations can rise on account of fluconazole interaction. So I remember this case situation. A patient was started on fluconazole for 14 days. Uh, I believe it was for a uh, Canada infection. And what ended up happening was patient uh, presented with ataxia, dizziness, falls, sedation, confusion, and symptoms of phenytoin toxicity. And so that drug interaction, adding fluconazole on top of phenytoin, increased the concentrations enough uh, to put the patient uh, in the hospital due to phenytoin toxicity. So I uh, can't stress that enough uh, to recall drug interactions and paying attention, particularly when you use a drug like fluconazole. So in addition to 2C19 interactions, we've also got CYP2C9 interactions. Okay, so the most classic example here is warfarin. So it is the uh, primary pathway that the uh, strongest enantiomer of warfarin um, is broken down by. And with that, you can have significant increases in INR when fluconazole is added to warfarin. In addition to CYP2C9 action, we can also have CYP3A4 inhibitory uh, interactions. So apixaban, aripiprazole, uh, some of the statins like simvastatin and atorvastatin, colchizine, migraine medications, fentanyl, these are all examples of medications that are broken down by CYP3A4. And when fluconazole inhibits the action, of CYP3A4, this can lead to higher concentrations of some of those drugs I have listed. So keeping an eye out for adverse effects from uh, those medications whose concentrations are increased is going to be a way you're going to monitor for these drug interactions. But again, 
this is why if we've got other alternatives, uh, we try to avoid fluconazole uh, if we can there. In addition, I wanted to mention QTC prolongation more specifically. So thinking about some of those agents, uh, antipsychotics, methadone, quinolone antibiotics, and especially a drug like amiodarone, because that interaction with amiodarone is twofold, where there's potential for QTC prolongation in general between fluconazole and amiodarone, so kind of that additive effects. But fluconazole can also inhibit CYP3A4, which breaks down amiodarone. So it can increase the concentrations of amiodarone in addition to the additive uh, QTC prolongation effect. So again, tons of potential drug interactions with fluconazole, and you need to look these things up. Uh, You need to pay attention. You need to educate patients. Uh, and we need to uh, hopefully uh, identify an alternative to fluconazole if we can, particularly in our polypharmacy uh, geriatric patient population. All right, so that's going to wrap up the podcast for today. If you enjoyed the show, leave us a rating review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Uh, Greatly appreciative to all of you who have done that already. Uh, Go subscribe, reallifepharmacology.com. Get your free 31-page PDF, great little study guide uh, if you're taking uh, board exams or pharmacology exams, uh, just to brush up and make sure uh, you remember some of the most important uh, clinical pearls and clinically relevant pearls um, for your uh, exam there, or if you just want a a little refresher or if it's been a while for you. So go uh, find that resource at reallifepharmacology.com. If you want to connect with me, comments, questions, Uh, metaeducation101 at gmail.com or track me down on LinkedIn, Eric Christensen, PharmD, BCPS, BCGP. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for listening. Take care and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.